Hello, Eliana. Hello, Ed. Eliana, we're famous. We are? Yeah, there's a Toronto Star did an article. Uh, it mentions both you and me in it. Uh, okay. Mentions that's, this radio show. That That's famous now? That's famous. We're famous. Okay. Okay. okay, there's a there's a little bit of facetiousness there because yeah. um, it's not trending like on, well, not even trending on Twitter now is a is a mark of anything. Now it's now it's threads. Threads, that new uh, social media site that sounds threads. like the name of a jeans store in the mall in the 1980s. I'm OK with it. I, I admit I'm enjoying the collective trolling of Elon Musk. Well, I mean, I'd like to see that guy get his butt kicked because I freaking hate him. Um, Yeah, it'll last like two weeks, but it's nice to be on a social media service where you can say things and not instantly get 10 idiots with a bunch of numbers in their name saying something putrid. Yeah, in the old days, the uh, numbers in the name would always be some stupid adolescent who ended his name with 69 because that was like, ooh, taboo. Well, now, now it's just people who it's a burner. It's random numbers now. They can't be bothered to take out a proper account name because they know it's just going to get banned. So. So can I go, uh, can I met, first of all, I want to give a shout out to, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, probably Denis Grignon, who uh, wrote the article for the, uh, for the star. Um, You can find it online. Apparently it'll be in the print edition at some point, but. Who cares about that? It's the online yeah, that people that, will read. That was that was kind of adorable that he said that. I mean, I'm glad people still care about that. And I mean, in this day and age where, um, you know, somebody bothers to actually interview and do news instead of just, um, you know, mining someone's Twitter for a quote. Uh huh. I, I guess I should be. I guess I should be excited about that. That's well, something like a, the guy put in some work. Oh, yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Now, I know that um, he is not responsible. The journalist is not responsible for the headlines. No, that comes from the editor. But yeah. here's the headline. OK, <clears throat> how radio reinvigorated the former TV host known as Ed the Sock. OK, here's the thing. I am more than a former TV host. Like, really? That's how you sum me up, a former TV host? You know what? I also went to high school. Why don't you say uh, radio reinvigorated the uh, former high school student, Ed DeSock? Like, I am, you know, we, we, we are bigger than just former TV star. Like, what kind of, why do they got to they gotta kick you in the nuts when they're, when they're doing something like that and make you out to just be somebody who's a relic from the TV days? Yeah, the thing I noticed about that article is it's like you never really went away. Part of the reason the show is doing well on the like the shows, plural, are doing well on the radio is because you have a sizable social media presence. And anybody that thinks TV is more powerful than social media right now, it's more profitable. But in terms of people knowing who you are, you never went away. It's that LL Cool J thing. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you know what? People who work in what they call legacy media are loath to acknowledge the existence of social media. And no. those who are in social media uh, degrade the value of legacy media. But I don't know if you agree with me that 
it's still, if you appear in a major newspaper, a major newspaper's website, that still gives you credibility on social media and other places because anybody can get on somebody's uh, social media site, but not anybody can get into a curated piece of media like a major newspaper. That works for men. If oh, yeah? Woman, people just assume you slept with someone. Oh, well, that's that's ridiculous. It, nothing works when you're a woman in the media. You need somebody high placed to say, put her somewhere. Because everybody assumes someone pulled an inside something, something. You're not assumed to have ability. You're not assumed that people are interested in you. Everybody treats it like charity when you're a woman in the media, because unfortunately, a lot of women, especially in Canadian media, are either there because, you know, nepotism or because they needed a woman. And so no one associates women in the media with actually having ability. And then the ones that do, well, they ruffle feathers. And there's that uh, reporter, Rachel something, who was got, got some really legit stories at was it the globe and mail i think and they just laid her off she took nothing but noise from a, a the the certain rabid follow of a certain political party and uh first chance they got they cut her well i wonder if that's because her politics didn't align with that of the newspaper i i i don't know but it was everybody was saying or maybe it was global news I'm not one of those, but it was like everybody was like, this is ridiculous in terms of the value she has provided for that outlet. She was punching way above her weight class. You know, and, what, I mean, it's though, unfortunate I don't know her name. I, I know her by face because I've seen her TikToks, you see. Oh, or, or, why don't you describe her face? Um, no, the thing is that um, that I don't know what I was going to say just now. Yeah. Uh, we were just, wait, hang on. I Let mean, me reconstruct this. Talking about. Uh, 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 oh yeah um i think that in canadian media when you punch above your weight people hate you in oh, the rest of the media oh they do they Remember that hate canadian you. comedy awards years ago oh when we won What's over uh, some establishment over network some shows Jason Priestley show yeah and it was like you know the slow clap what they really weren't happy and what i said you know this was pre me too and I said, I'd like to see more women in the writer's room. It was crickets. Like you could feel the hate. Oh, the, the hate, to quote the emperor, paraphrase the emperor. Yeah. The hate was strong in those ones. <laughs> yeah, so, they when we was, they basically thought we stole the Canadian Comedy Award for Best TV Series well, uh, a, from Jason a, Priestley because it, it had network vote. funding. It was a fan vote. So, of course, the networks couldn't lobby and say, you know, nice award show would be shame if something happened to it. <laughs> it just like it was so awkward but now it you know retro retrospectively that that feels like such a victory just when you're annoying people like that you're doing something right um yeah um however uh it does bite you in the butt i mean i know somebody who was a, a youngin a youngling as they call them in yeah. star wars who uh was getting into the media and mm -hmm. was working at a uh major uh tv news operation and was told very directly don't excel the way yeah. to survive in this yeah. business is mediocrity don't don't even let them remember your name you just 
they're not wrong. They're not wrong. They're not they're wrong. Not if wrong. you if they don't know your name, you can't rub them the wrong way. Yeah, it's it's the anti cheers. Yes, it's the, where nobody knows your name. Where you want no one to know your name. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly it. Um, it sucks when you get fame. <laughs> I keep going on there. You're always very. I'm amazed at how you can create parody songs no in the moment. Executives are all the same. In Canadian media, you want no one to know your name. You do, 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 do. Um, yeah. Okay, so check it out if you want to see it. It's uh, you just go to the Star or Google, and uh, you'll you'll find it there. Uh, I want to give before we get into other stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to give an update. Okay. On the chipmunk situation yeah. uh, in my place. Yeah. Uh, chipmunk is still here. Yeah. That is the update. Yeah. Um, though, um, I do want to add <clears throat> that uh, when I clear my throat, it's because I'm about to say something profound. I do want to add that in this day and age of people working from home, doing live meetings from home. Yeah. Don't come knocking at people's doors in the middle of the day. Knock, 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 pause. Knock, 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 pause. Doorbell, doorbell, doorbell. Like, don't you work nights now, too? Yes. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, as I mentioned, uh, the only person in in, uh, uh, York region who uh, will work on getting rid of chipmunks is Randy. Randy. uh, Bless Randy, Randy. Like, one day he called. And I didn't answer because I was sleeping because it was early. Um, and then the next time he just showed up knocking on the door. And it's like, you know what? I, I, I can't stop what I'm doing to deal with Randy. Like, it's, it, like he's an older yeah. guy. So maybe he remembers the Andy Griffith show or sitcoms where people just walked into people's homes. Um, it's not like that anymore. So I had to stand. I wanted to see who it was. So I came down the stairs. And there's a big window at the bottom of the stairs that mm-hmm. sees out onto the driveway. And I had to right. stay to the side. Um, right. Like I was like Nick Fury hiding in Secret Invasion. I had to stay to the side until now, he Fury left. Nick Fury doesn't hide in Secret Invasion. Nick Fury goes out for a walk, waits for the right people to abduct him. Okay, That's cor- baller. Corrected. But I had to stand there like a prisoner in my own home until Randy decided to, to, to go. And did he call right. afterwards? To... No. Anyway, chipmunk. I don't know what's happened to it. It is definitely, I think, contained in the uh, the basement rooms that are shut it's off been, now by a door. You haven't seen any sign of it. No, no sign no. of it. Um, but uh, it's not gone into the traps. It's right. starting to feel like a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, th- there's no there's no other way to do it though. I mean, you're doing the only thing you can do. I don't want it to be dead. Because well, dead smells. And if I don't know where that thing's gotten into, it's going to be a lot of digging to, like, you know, go behind this, behind that, into yeah. this crevice. I don't want to be looking for dead. So, Chipmunk, please go in the trap. We will release you humanely and get the hell out of my house. I don't do little Randy anymore. You know what? The the other thing with work from home that's driving me crazy lately? No. Oh. Doctor's offices. Oh, okay. Go on. Because you can never get through right away. And so you have to wait for the doctor to call you or the it's the receptionist, right? It's rarely the actual doctor. But you tell them, I work from home. I have, you know, my my peer counseling business is over Zoom. 
I can't stop to answer the phone when, you know, somebody's telling me about their childhood trauma. So they call and I say, don't call between the hours of like, say, 10 and 2 that day. They'll call at 1.30. You'd think that people in medicine would be able to tell time and follow instructions. But no, they just have the practices and they just call and then the whole thing starts again. If you don't call right when the office opens, you're not getting through that day. Well, the other thing is that um, they are very good at measuring time to the second if you are late for an appointment. Yes, but they'll leave you sitting there for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's it's a completely one-sided relationship. And yeah. I think that you said don't call between 10 and 2. They called at 1.30 because they're like, you're not the boss of me. Well, that's the thing. There's a shortage in anything healthcare now, right? And it's everywhere. People treat uh, Canada like it's unique this way. No, I got American clients. They can't find uh, they can't find GPs. Oh yeah, I know it's bad in the states too. Yeah, and so you know they they make all this noise about Canada and see socialized medicine and all that stuff. First of all, we're single payer. We're not socialized. Thanks Bernie Sanders and company. But also, it's a problem in the U.S. too. There's just, apparently part of it is the schools only graduate so many people in certain medical fields. And so they only, you know, only so many graduate at a given time. And so they have the pick. Yeah, it's not like the days of uh, Northern Exposure, where the only place that doctor could get get a practice, get a job, is up in Alaska. Well, I I have a client who works in a hospital and he can't find a GP. Wow. Can you believe that? He works in a hospital. So the thing is, if you work in a hospital, can you sort of walk up to a doctor and say, hey, uh, does this look infected? Well, I said to him, can you ask? But of course, the hospital, it's specialists. So they don't know anybody. They get referred from doctors. Yeah, they don't, they don't follow who's taking new patients. So it's just. And specialists it, are often sphincters as personalities. Well, they, they lack a certain personality, don't they? Um, yeah, a certain personality. Any personality. If they have a personality, it's a bad personality. I know a few specialists that are, are decent. The allergist I go to is all right. And my, my rheumatologist is okay. Nice Persian lady. All right. Well, don't tell anybody about them because then they'll go there and you'll have to wait longer for an appointment. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Um, jealously guarded secret. Yes, jealously guarding the, the name of your rheumatologist and allergist. <laughs> so continuing the discussion about the Canadian media, Leanna. Yeah. Um, it's uh, interesting to see how big companies like your choruses, your uh, your uh, tour star, your uh, CTV uh, lobbied the government to uh-huh. force the uh, uh, you know news aggregators like Meta, or, or or they or they thought they were going to yeah to, to force them to pay for carrying Canadian uh-huh. news, uh huh, and. The they pass you know they passing a bill about this whole thing and then uh, the uh, places like Meta said you know what no, no yeah. we're not going to pay we're just going to take links to Canadian news sites 
out of our search. Which anybody that knows anything about Alphabet or Meta saw coming. Those guys play hardball. Like, yeah, you know, the truth is, I'm, I know a, uh, a news director at a, uh, at a smaller outlet, not, mm. not network uh, radio outlet. And she said, this has killed them. She said, they, they could make a well, case, Meta could make that, a case for- that was, the, that was the plan, to kill smaller media by the big media. You think so? You think I was oh, deliberate? That, that is my understanding, that small media can't go through the process of getting registered with the government the same way big media does. And so big media would reap most of the benefits and pull more money away from the smaller- you know, three, four person out outfits or even, you know, the people who used to work for major outlets who are now on Substack, they wouldn't qualify. And so it was the idea to get the stranglehold back on big media in Canada. And now they're all blaming the government for the way the bill's worded. But this is behind the scenes what I understand these big companies wanted. And now that Meta said no. And Google Google worked even faster. Now all of a sudden, now it's the government's fault. Now, oh, we always knew this would be terrible. It's a terribly written bill. No, it's exactly what they wanted. It just backfired on them. Yeah, I mean, this uh, news director said Meta and others could make an argument that um, the news people should be paying like Google to put that's links on because exactly that's where they get most of their traffic that they can then charge yeah. advertisers for, you know, the traffic on their website. Yeah. That's that exactly without, what they without did. Without it, sorry, go on. That's exactly what they did. They said, you already get benefits. because Well, one, they pay taxes for their business in Canada. Two, they benefit from the increased profile. Because now, of course, they're like, we won't survive if you don't do this. And now they're, we won't survive because you've done this. These outlets, these big media outlets have been saying they're on the verge of collapse since I started at City TV. Oh, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're. It's I mean, nonsense. It, they have, they convinced the government, the idiotic CRTC, that the only way that Canadian media could stay alive and competitive is to let one big company swallow another big company yeah. to become an even bigger company. Yeah. And so and acquire a huge amount of debt that yeah. they have to service. Yeah. And so companies just got, you know, independent companies, smaller companies got eaten up by yeah. these giant conglomerates yeah. who know this did not make them more competitive. They kept losing more money because of the debt they took on. They had to they fired lots of people, putting them out of work, probably mm -hmm. out of the industry forever. This built that this, you know, we need to be big to, yeah. to fight back. No, no, that that was just ego aggrandizement. It, you, you are actually the Canadian media industry is worse off today with uh, like three companies owning everything than it yeah. was when it was divided amongst some, you know, we had some big companies and some middle sized companies. There was more variety. There was more competition. There were more jobs. So it's like they, they, they keep claiming that if you just do X, it will miraculously save our industry. And if you don't, we will collapse. And then X is done. And they say, our industry is still going to collapse. You must do Y. And then mm -hmm. you do the government's not fine. We'll do Y. 
why didn't work? Uh, we need, we need, they, you know, they want, they want to scrap local news. That's what they want. Because local news, I mean, I want to go back to condition of license days. I think that's ideal. What you're referring to is when, if you had a broadcasting license, a condition of keeping that license was to provide a local news source. That's right. And I think that's what we need to go back to. Because it's not that local news needs to lose money. It's not an inherently unprofitable uh industry now part of it is they charge too much for ad spots tv just isn't worth what it once was they charge too much but it's also they don't you know they don't they're not rethinking the news they're not innovating they're doing this again they're cp24 and and services like that i mean cp24 was revolutionary when it started cnn copied things from them but what have they done differently since when did that start? 90 something? Probably. I'm just thinking about it. I don't remember exactly when it started. But uh, you know what hasn't uh, gone down is the uh, benefits and compensation package for the people at the top of these networks. The well, problem no. is these people still take home millions of dollars while governing a uh, a company that is sinking. Like if you run a mom and pop business mm -hmm. and the mom and pop business isn't doing well, uh, usually mom and pop wind up taking home less because yeah. that's, whereas in uh, Canadian media and other businesses, um, if the business isn't doing as well, they keep the very expensive people and keep paying them ridiculous rates and bonuses, but they cut the regular people who do who do the actual work that provides value for the company. Well, that's what happened to that reporter I was talking about. Yeah, it's uh, eh. um, it's it's something. Now this it, is different. By sorry, go on. It it just you can't you know this is an example of a business that won't innovate, keeps complaining, has managed to twist various governments' arms for a while, and. Uh, you know, demonize the CBC while they're at it and because it gets government money. But they get so many perks from the government. And if they still can't make money with the amount of entertainment talent in in this country, they're not creating versions of the news for the internet. Period. End of story. And you have to. You know, I talk about a story. Somebody says, never heard of it. Make a video. And as much as I'm like, dear God, read, I can't force them. No, you're right. And I mean, the people who are running these companies, they're in their late 40s uh, through their 50s, maybe yeah. into their 60s. All of their experience and education was gained in traditional media with okay. the traditional media model. So and they keep trying mine. to make that work. But so was mine. I adapted. Now, granted, I'm a, you know, I'm digitally savvy. But even then, I mean, I'm so sick of having to get on every new social media thing. But I get told, you have to be on Instagram. I don't want to be on Instagram. Too many kids. Well, that's where the advertisers are. You have to be on TikTok. I don't want to be on TikTok. It pings the China server in China. Well, that's where the kids are. But 
you know, we have to bend ourselves over backwards. I'm not on TikTok anymore because of a side gig, but we have to bend ourselves into pretzels chasing where the eyeballs are. And these big media companies are just going, oh, we're going to go out of business. Well, maybe they should go out of business. If they can't find a model that's profitable with all their connections and all their perks and all of their privileges, maybe they deserve to go under. Well, because, you know, forest fires destroy what's there, but it also creates fertile uh, okay. new let's growth. Not talk about, let's not talk about forest fires. This oh, yeah, year. okay, bad, bad I haven't example. been able to leave the house before today. Bad, bad example. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? That if these networks were to fall, uh, industry would grow to take its place. The idea that the government should give money to news services that also get advertising because they can't run their business properly. That's just what? And I mean, they're, they're, they are so horribly just not balanced in their commentary. And I, the, the, the chutzpah to go, we're gonna, we're gonna just not, not critique you, not hold you to account, but brutally criticize you in a partisan manner and then ask for your help when we get into trouble. On what planet does that work? Uh, apparently, uh, this one, because it's been working. Anyway, moving on, Leanna, um, I feel bad for anybody, any woman whose name is Karen. Oh, yeah. I grew up knowing a few Karens and they were they were very nice people. Yeah. I mean, Karen Kane, famous ballet dancer. Yeah. I mean, I I could name the Karens I know, but nobody knows who they are. But they're fine people. And now their name denotes a kind of um, bullying, uh, arrogant, racist uh, person. And yeah. I mean, I guess they can go by K now. They're going to have to go by something because you don't want to be, you know, known as Karen. It, it, now, there's an interesting story. I don't know if it's interesting. There's a story that is indicative of how uh, Karens uh, interact with the world. It, uh, and it's, you know, it's disturbing uh, that, uh, that they're so racist. Uh, there's a woman who was in Colorado uh, sort of a high-end Colorado apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And there were some uh, Latino uh, residents of the complex who were using the pool. And uh-huh. she went on this crazy, crazy rant, um, uh, calling them trash, uh, saying that they were filthy. And, you know, look at this. It's a Mexican pool party here. And, you know... I make the kind of money you'll never see or whatever the hell. And her, her eyes were like popping out of yeah, her that freaking there's, head. There's a, a mania. Yeah, she had to be held yeah. back by one of her friends. And it's like they, you know, it's crazy. And people, they, they go online and you can click on clips of these crazy Karens and they're insane. Mm-hmm. And while I think that, you know, well, it's obvious racism is an underpinning of what's going on there. I actually think, and this is in your wheelhouse with It's Not Mm -hmm. Therapy, I actually think one of the real problems plaguing America is a lack of mental health care and mental health diagnosis. 
yes and but I won't say no, but there's a more nuanced look at that. Well, that's see, that's the thing. I am the baseball bat, and you are the scalpel. Yeah, I mean, is is somebody who is completely out of control whenever they get angry? Do they have some work to do? Absolutely. Is it I'm mentally ill? I'm not responsible. No. You're responsible for what you do. There's a reason one of my top 10 phrases on It's Not Therapy is don't let problems that aren't your fault lead to mistakes that are. This Karens are examples of, yeah, you may have it rough. You may have had a tough childhood. You may have trouble naming and identifying your feelings. Don't be racist. It's not that hard. It's just the number of people I see in these recordings, I'm like, these people, something is not right here more than just their racism. Because people can be racist, but to be that out of control um, and that blatant about their racism and the anger is practically violence. It's so strong. That's something is not something. They got bats in the belfry. I'd say that's more of an environmental thing than a purely psychological thing that they've been raised in families where if you can't scream somebody down, they're going to scream you down. And they probably work in very hostile work environments as well. Or they're so, you know, nobody can say boo at work or at home. So they just have so much bottled up that they take it out on somebody they think can't fight back. Is that a diagnosable mental illness? No, that's somebody not not managing. It, it's it's there is accountability. It's one thing to get angry. It's another thing about what you do with it. And central to the whole Karen phenomenon is one: people are too highly too highly wound, too wound too tight. People don't trust each other. Everybody's afraid of each other. Well, I have to interrupt you there. I think that's much more pronounced in the United States than Canada. Well, here's why. Here's why. The the 905 area, I I think they should rename York Region Karenville. That is possible. Awful. I mean, you, you go to a mall or anything in York Region, it's like a Karen haircut fashion show. Part of the reason, well, I haven't had my hair cut in a very long time. And part of the reason is I can't find a hairstyle that I like that is age appropriate and isn't Karen, a Karen signifier. Now, do you think that people who are Karens get their hair cut to look like Karens so that people can identify them and, and they can self-identify as proud Karens? Or what? do you think that people who lean towards a certain kind of hairstyle um, have a personality defect that makes them Karens. Which one? No, okay. You have to understand, Karens, outside of dealing with Black, Brown, and Indigenous people, are followers. They don't. They want to be. I call them the live, laugh, love pillow contingent. Oh yeah. They will not buy an article of clothing, cut their hair, buy a, a car color, paint their walls. Unless someone at like the the group, their their peer group says it's okay. And that's part of the reason they're so tightly wound. You notice how there aren't very many eccentric Karens? 
they all seem real normal until they lose their minds. Yeah, it's like flipping a switch. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is, is they just, something hits a button, they overload on the repression, and then they just, they just explode. It's not, it's, it's actually very comparable to the behavior you see on incel forums. Yikes. I mean, those, <laughs> those guys in the day-to-day, they don't say very much, you know? That could be why they have poor social lives. Well, there's some misconceptions about the people who are on those forums. And All right, tell me what people think and then tell me what the truth is. Because well, I'm curious about these incel forums. Not curious enough to ever wander, wander in there. But Well, people, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. People think that you can spot a guy, you know, they all have an unkempt beard and, you know, they, they don't take very good care of themselves. And, and and some of them are like that, sure. But there are plenty of guys who fit that description who aren't on there, you know, hating on women for everything that happened wrong in their lives. There And what's interesting is I actually went to a talk at, I forget what university it was, but about research into incels. And incel is short for involuntary celibate, right? Yeah involuntarily celibate but celibacy is not a requirement to self-identify as an incel i would think that that's that's the basic that's but the it's cost not. of admission but it's not because some of these guys um have tried uh prostitutes and it didn't it didn't fill the hole inside them pardon the pun. wow that's yeah that's some language you um, <laughs> that's some imagery you use there yeah you know I don't judge. I'm a professional not judger. But uh, it's it it is a perception of how they fit into the social order. And there's a part of our brains that's designed to do that. And both the the comparison I make is I found with both the incel set and the Karens. They really believe the world works a certain way and that we can't do anything about that. And whenever anybody rustles those, I don't know if I can say the, this phrase on the radio, but whenever somebody violates that, there are just the way things are done. They need an unhealthy amount of control. And so they snap. And I mean, you know, as well as I do, Ed, you don't, you don't need to be the best looking person in a room or a, or a city to, to attract either sex. I mean, people say, you know, you don't need to be super good looking to attract women. You don't need to be super good looking to attract men either. No. And it's how you make a person feel and how comfortable you seem in your, seem in your own skin. And both incels and Karens just seem profoundly uncomfortable in their own skin. And I mean, have you seen that the nickname for that U.S. group Moms for Liberty? <laughs> no, I've seen a few. Which one did you get? Planned Karenhood. Planned Karenhood. Yeah. That is perfect. So it's it's so good. For those who don't know who Moms for Liberty are, you can first of all you can tell that they're an American group because they have misused the word liberty in their yeah. name. 
Um, because interestingly, because they want to ban a whole bunch of things and stop people from living the way they want to live. That's right. People who yeah. stand up in the states and say freedom, 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 and liberty. Yeah. Do what they want to do, what Leanna said, which is um, have liberty and license to do what they want, including Mm -hmm. stopping other people from being able to live their lives. Um, Yeah, you you can do anything you want as long as you follow the teachings of Christ the way I say so. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, the the Moms for Liberty is this. I mean, at this point, they're a fascist group because they quoted uh, they they quoted Hitler in their. literature they are a, a bunch of rabid racist right-wing women but if you look at them they don't look they look like soccer moms they look they like, look like they're clan karenhood yeah clan parenthood they they don't look you wouldn't notice looking at them you wouldn't know that these people are insane racists oh i don't know that i and this is just me i'm not saying it's right if if somebody has been called a Karen, I am not saying you are racist, but when people look a certain way, and it's not the hair, it's not, it's the, it's the, the expression of misery. I, I, I assume they're probably lo- at least low key racist. That's interesting. All right, we could talk I just, more I, about I, this. I assume racism, so when it comes out of their mouth, all of a sudden, I don't look too shocked. All right. Um, that is a good uh, rule of thumb to have you're in this the, day and the, age. You know, you know, how, you know how it goes. It's like everything will be going well, and I don't go there. There's, there's black. that what? kind of thing. I can't. I didn't hear you. Yeah, exactly. They they whisper black people because oh, they yeah. know they're not allowed to say it. They don't realize why you shouldn't say it, but they know they're not supposed to say it. There was a Karen that uh, I knew the wife of uh, a work colleague. Yeah. It's a long story. But anyway, me and the colleague and the colleague's wife, this was not the wife of the colleague I was with, Mm -hmm. she would, whenever she wanted to say something about black people or something like that, she would put her hands around her mouth. You know how people do it when they're calling somebody uh-huh, loud? Uh-huh. She would do it so nobody could read her lips. Yeah, and then she yeah, would yeah. whisper it. And we had no idea. Like, by context, we knew what she was saying. But we couldn't hear her. We didn't know what the hell yeah. she was saying. But she did it so often. It's like, okay, well, I mean, that didn't go anywhere because no one, we didn't, me and the other guy, we don't want to work at this this bigot, this nut. Um, yeah. the, we uh, should... uh, the show American Born Chinese on Disney Plus has a great example of that kind of racism that you cannot convince um, that type of person that it is racist. Yeah, the principal character. Yeah, it's, amazing, it's, meaning. Watch American perfect. Born Chinese, by the way. It's Very good so show. so good. Uh, the only complaint I have is there wasn't more of it. And that's a good complaint. <laughs>
that both your parents were actually responsible for you? Well, I just, I don't know. I can't explain. I can't explain things otherwise. I, I, I don't want to believe. It's just, I don't have a good answer. And I'm expecting one day for, for somebody to say, yeah, you ain't human. That hasn't I mean, happened I'm yet. Tr- I'm already treated like I'm not human anyway. I work in the Canadian media, but yeah. you know, maybe that's part of it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, interesting story coming out of Vegas, which caught on around the world. Uh, a uh, guy called nine one one said mm-hmm. that, that, uh, uh, many people in the area had seen a blue green glowing object heading down towards. Uh, the planet. Okay. They called it in and they cited it. He called in and said that there were um, he's got a very large backyard where they do uh, car repair and stuff like that. It's not yeah. like your typical suburban backyard. He called and said he uh, that there were uh, two creatures in his back that a ship had landed there, that had crashed there, and that there were two creatures in his backyard that were about nine feet tall with mm-hmm. giant big eyes and are not human. Okay. Um, and of course you think, you hear this and you think, all right, what did you get into the loco weed? Mm-hmm. But if you listen to the to the 911 call, this does not sound like somebody who is making it up. Right. Like this person, clearly very frightened. Like there's just, because the, there was not enough time really between the sightings of the blue green thing um and this guy's call for him to have known about the sightings and decided to make it up and to get his whole family in on the thing uh including the the uh, abuela um in on this as such great actors improving it there's these people clearly saw something and they're they were terrified by it the uh when uh the police eventually came they didn't couldn't find anything um mm-hmm. but uh nonetheless these people saw something they were terrified of and recently you know the u.s government has declassified certain videos showing uh what is it unidentified aerial phenomenon Mm -hmm. they're calling them now yeah um that military pilots have encountered um sure and there was another guy that came forward a little short time ago david grush who claimed to be a whistleblower um Mm -hmm. in the military uh military who uh, was involved with uh, the alien uh, alien information, like knowledge about aliens? Okay. Uh, his his evidence is quite weak, but yeah. uh, but you also can't completely discount it. His credentials that he claimed to have are one hundred percent verifiable. Mm-hmm. But also, you think if the government is using misinformation to try to distract people with See, stories of UFOs? Yeah. That, you know, a, a that, guy from the military. That's plausible. Yeah, that's plausible. I. The thing is that when people see these things, when they see Sasquatch, who I, by, by the way, believe 100% in, um, when they see things um, that, that frighten them, mm-hmm. they saw something. They clearly saw something because they are clearly legitimately frightened. Mm-hmm. So... And there's such consistency amongst people seeing the grays that it comes down to two possibilities. I bet you can guess them. Um, One is that because that's become the popular image of aliens, 
that's what people are are seeing if they're just imagining it. Two, those are the actual aliens. Well, I've also heard that they're time travelers. Yeah, that uh, they're from the future or an alternate dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, it's interesting. Um, the guy who in the 911 call in Vegas said that the uh, craft was blurry and the area in front of it was blurry. Right. As if it was, you know, he didn't he didn't say this, but as if it was displacing something. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, it, I think calling them unidentified aerial phenomenon is the best way to say it. I just at this point, why would anyone come here <laughs> if, you know, if they if they receive signals from our planet? Why would anyone come here unless they're like looking? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should take over. These people have messed things up too bad. Uh, the other possibility is that uh, we make a great reality show. Maybe. It's like, it's like our, we're their version of like cat videos on the, the internet. The real humans of Earth. Right. R-H-E. Because um, yeah. people watch things like Real Housewives because they want to see people who are disasters, who are behaving terribly. Is that the appeal? That's what I understand it. And for an advanced species watching us, I mean, we could all, it could also be like we're a giant zoo. Because, you know, if we found uh, a, a space of uh, like an area in the world where there were still Neanderthals, Neanderthal communities, mm-hmm. that would be fascinating to us. They could be just fascinated by what screw ups we are. That I'd buy. Yeah, it's, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated by what screw ups we are. Fascinated is a good word. Horrified, also another word. Right. <laughs> that word works too. That word works too. Um, and uh, that's it for our show this week. Um, Liana, I recommend listening to on It's Not Therapy. It is a fantastic podcast that deals not just with mental health, but with other things that uh, could be holding you back. That, that are dealing, you know, that are inside your cranium. Um, not everything that holds you back is a mental illness. It could be a challenge, a fear, whatever. Um, this show uses human language, understandable language and comedy, like humor and, and warmth to describe things so many of us are going through, but didn't, didn't have words to describe. So it's really handy. Uh, I find I learn something in every episode. So you should listen it's not therapy available on all podcast platforms in the Sirius XM app. Um, and Liana also does a segment on my uh, late night radio show called Getting Through the Night, uh, which provides some support information for people who are maybe sitting there looking at the ceiling and their brains running away from them. Um, that radio show I'm talking about is called The All Night Show. It's uh, Tuesday to Friday, uh, Tuesday to Saturday. Uh, midnight to 5 a.m. on 94.9 The Rock in the GTA or The Rock.fm worldwide. All right, Liana, did I forget anything? Uh, I don't know. It may have been a deliberate omission. Yeah, that's, no, since I don't remember if I forgot something, I don't think it was a deliberate omission, but you you could still be right. All right, Uh, Liana, this is the time where we turn the show over to you to do what it is you do best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.